0: I'm Andrew, this is the Better Friend Podcast, and thanks for joining me for the bonus content. So this is the bonus content for episode 28, which is with Bren Spilken, aka Spilly with three L's. Um, in the main episode, if you haven't listened to it, I mentioned that uh, as we sat down to have the conversation and I hit the record button, we got into a conversation about technology. And that uh, I said in the main episode that that conversation went on for about 20 minutes. I under-exaggerated, if you want to put it that way, it turned out to be an hour. So here is that bonus content, it's run about an hour long, I haven't done any editing to it, so... Um, Listen to it, enjoy it. Give me feedback on it. Usual places, you know, and social media and all that. All the links are in the show notes of episode twenty-eight. Let me know what you think of the episode of this bonus content. So, perhaps maybe in the future I can bring you this kind of content. Cool. Enjoy. So, I tell you, let's start. Let's start to this. Um, so, when when we connected on Instagram, and you asked me about me doing background and all that, I saw some, somewhere you made a comment about people using email signatures. Yes. And I'm going to be honest with you, the thought that went through my head, and this is not aimed at you, but I was like, who the fuck uses email anymore? I know people
1: do use still, email. still huge, right?
0: Yeah, but I'll tell you why. Well, I took a step back and just trying to work out what my frustration was mm. with, you know, my, 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 like, my kickback, you know, my pushback on that. Um, is that... You know, I've got a couple of email addresses, probably five yep. email addresses. Yep. And what happens there is uh, I get sh- a shitload of email. And I would say 90% of the email is garbage. Sure. 5% of the email is probably good to have, but it's stuff that I already know, but it's good for my records, statement from the bank, oh yeah, whatever, that yeah. kind of stuff. Okay. And then 5% of the stuff is what I really need, need to be... The amount of time that it takes me just to get to those 5%, five. Mm. It's frustrating to the point that sometimes I flip and leave it, and it's lost on the list. And generally, I don't get it, and I start missing stuff, which is a fresh, you know, frustration in its own. But I mean, what are your thoughts? Because what I'm finding now, doing the podcast and connecting with people, and just in general, yeah. and also in the corporate environment, people are mm, communicating on other sort of yeah. platforms, absolutely, and. Um, what i found quite interesting the other day is that uh, i was at a presentation about microsoft teams and the guy from microsoft said that um at one of the universities they are starting to have a problem because people don't have email addresses and they use that as their sort of like way of way to communicate to them yeah
1: so i mean what are your thoughts on that so i've got I got a lot of thoughts on this the first thing is that email is not your job if, if you're in your in your business you know this this, we've got to get to inbox zero is a bunch of bullshit. Like, yeah. Like, this is not an achievement that you're down <laughs> to zero, okay? Um, the concern I've got here is the pace in which we live. Yeah. So, email, you send me an email. Within reason, I can reply tomorrow if it's a business environment. If you're my boss, I'll try to reply today. If you're an important client, I'll try to reply today. But otherwise, it could take days for me to reply to you, okay? And that's been Semi-acceptable. Along comes Slack, WhatsApp, WhatsApp for Business, all these other bloody channels, and the instant message perception is: if I message you, you should reply yeah, straight, away, straight away. Right? Yeah. yeah. And what's going on now is that uh, is that I, I can show you on my phone. I'm on multiple channels for my clients, and I get pings. They're all instant messages, right? So the first thing is the like, "Hey Spilly, dear Spilly, how are you, sir? How's your week been? That conversation, that preamble, gone. Okay. Mm. It's a continuation, one long conversation, conversation right? Yeah. So there's no more, no more niceties. Mm. And it's, I expect you to reply straight away. I have clients now that are going that their pings are their new emails and they are no longer replying to these WhatsApps immediately. Okay. They'll leave them for days. And it, and it frustrates me because in my mind, I'm also going, but I whatsapp you, Gee, why to not you, won't you come okay? in, yeah. like If it was an email, it wouldn't be a problem, number yeah. one. Um, that's the first thing. Second thing is that even though you can track emails, not everyone does, right? Like in terms of have they been opened, how many times have it opened. But you can check if you've, if you've read my message or not. So I yeah. know you've seen this and now you're not replying. And that yeah. irritates most people, yeah. okay? What That's is the interesting... about WhatsApp? So, so Slack, WhatsApp are the email killers for sure. Mm. They're replacing email, um, pros and cons, but the pace is the concern, right? It's, th- it's this, this demand on, on being be quicker around on the turnaround time. I've got clients now that are now using these couple apps, which is very interesting. So oh, yeah. it's basically a WhatsApp for two people. Mm. So it's a separate sound. Ping. Yeah. And it's for my wife. Mm. So i get thousands of WhatsApps, but if but I get that, that one, way. then I know that one I've got to reply to. Okay. Yes. And so it's actually now reprioritizing my my instant messaging. Mm. So do I think email's going away? No. I think there's it's gonna be just another another channel. I think that email's the outside communication. So if you look at most businesses, things like Microsoft Teams, Slack, whatever the other channels are, it's like internally we don't email each other. That's right. We communicate on some instant message um, and we store all our documents there and everything and and it's brilliant, right? Um, Weirdly enough, and I don't know what your association with Microsoft is, but I'm worried that Microsoft Teams is actually going to destroy Slack and I love Slack. Mm. I think it's just, it's been amazing. So. It's an aside. I'm just like, please don't hurt it. <laughs> um, and no reason why I worry about that is I used uh, a calendar used to be called Sunrise. Okay. Which was the best calendar app in the world. It was just like, it just worked. Everything you wanted to do, it worked beautifully. It was simple. Microsoft bought it. Six months later, shut it down. Mm. I'm like, oh, you bastards. Like, like why did not you just keep it or, or take some of the features, whatever it was, right? Mm. So I don't think emails go anywhere for a while. Um, and I think that that in this country in particular, email is still being adopted by certain people. Yes. Um, and I don't see my bank sending me WhatsApp email statements for a while. Mm. It's coming. Yeah. But not for a while. So I think that email is going to be a point of communication. Uh, I do think that the WhatsApp business in terms of the spam levels are going to go through the roof. Yeah. And uh, We're now going to see advertising in our WhatsApp stream. It's going to piss me off. Mm-hmm. So like, there's lots of these things coming along. Um, and interesting enough, you, you were talking about Instagram and the likes. Just, so you were saying that in Australia, and now even rolling out locally, they're removing the visibility of how many likes each post someone else got. Right. yeah. Okay? You can't see that. Now everyone's going, oh, it's good for, you know, uh, they're talking about like young ladies and, and their, their personal body issues. And, and I agree. That's what they're saying, okay? But you got to understand the business aspect behind this, right? Is that these influencers are getting paid for posting on Instagram Instagram aren't making money on that Uh, the influencers are right so what they're doing is that they're disarming the influence to go dear brands you want to promote stuff spend money with us not the influencers right so they're trying to bring the money back to them because the influencer community if you look at how much money is being spent globally on influencers none of that is going to the platform and it's now real money like it's mm-hmm. proper cash yeah it's proper money yeah. so I think what they're doing is that it's actually just a business call I don't yeah, think it's absolutely. I don't think they give a shit about you know women's personal yeah. you know mental health issues um, it's a business call so just it's just while you're talking about that I want to just yeah, pop, n- pop that into conversation no, no I agree with that no I agree with um, that um, and uh, yeah and I, I have massive um, uh, thoughts on Facebook Amazon Google um, and and an apple as as organizations and and what they're doing beautifully and what they're doing wrong and what they and their non-competitive nature and um, so like I have I I use them every day not Amazon I'm actually waiting for them to properly land and they're coming but Mm -hmm. I I actually fundamentally think they're they are quite evil as organizations Um, in terms of what they can can't do and what the way they operate Um, so yeah I mean I can go off yeah
0: I uh, I mean we can talk about the data Uh, the data mm. that they hold, Yo, Cambridge about us yeah, Cambridge Analytica and that kind of stuff, yeah. and um, uh, how ninety nine percent of the people didn't realise what was happening mm. until yeah. Cambridge Analytica thing uh, became public.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I mean, I like to think of myself as fairly tech, like adoptive. Uh, I'm not I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not a, a, a coder by any means. I can't read a line of code. But um, when that whole thing broke, and I read some article somewhere about, it and I was like, Hang on, hang on, what, like. And there was a thing around go to your Facebook on your phone, open up these things, and unpack the following. And I literally shut myself. I was like, I actually cannot believe what I've given them. Yeah. Um, and, and the thing which freaked me out the most, besides the fact that I knew they were tracking my whereabouts and all, like, I, I get that, was the fact that I had opened up my entire phone book to them. So yes. I'd given every single person that I had a contact, they had access to. And I didn't actually realize that. Like, I was yeah. like, They've got fingers really deep mm. into into everything that I um that I own and know. Yeah. It's quite scary. Yeah, that is. Yeah.
0: Uh, and I mean the thing is that you think that uh, these organizations are like these charities because mm. they're giving you all these fantastic free. services yeah. for free. Meanwhile, yeah. like I was always thinking, like, how did, how do these guys actually make money? Mm. And then you realise how they make the money is that What's they're on selling your information. Yeah. And you know? and
1: basically advertising, right? They're using yeah. it they're using it for marketers predominantly and that's the bulk of income yeah um, and the numbers are stupid just if you look, you look at how much money these guys are making okay. and, and not paying tax and it's frightening yeah um but we use them every day uh i use google to get to you like i, I can't live exactly. without them exactly um and the reality is marketing advertising is not going away i just think that if they are serving me better quality ads i'm actually happy with that yeah i'd rather see stuff that i actually want to buy Yeah. Those, I mean, I, I had a rant this week, last week, and I don't rant often, but I was actually just irritated that I keep getting served this, do you want to buy a sorbet franchise ad? And I was like, remove, no, I've seen it too often, like, and I'm still getting served it. And I'm going like, gosh, like, fix this. Yeah. Um, you know. So
0: like what you're saying is that you don't mind it being served up to you the first time. Yeah. And when you've made that decision, okay. Take it I away. I saw that, but I'm not interested. Okay. Well, I'm not engaging with it. Yeah, right? I'm not yeah. Getting, yeah. You know, take it away. No don' you know, don't bring it back you know, no, and, thing, and, yeah.
1: and also like the reality for me is, is that I mean, you open my Instagram feed and go see what I like and go look at my, my suggested. it's predominantly <laughs> motorbike stuff, like, yeah. like I, I just follow way too much motorbike like stuff stuff, yeah and a lot of like beautiful photographers and quite a bit of designers, just like that sort of stuff. Yes. Don't serve me stuff that isn't related to stuff I'm obviously following. So if you're if you if you're serving me, he has a new helmet for sale, I, I might be interested. I'm happy to see that multiple times because you don't know, okay, you're starting to understand who I am, mm. um, but I think it's, it's the greed pieces. Like they're going, well, if you give us money, and I'm not knocking Sorbet, I'm saying it's actually an Instagram problem, is that if, if Sorbet's going, well, we'll keep throwing money at this and you can keep serving this ad and then every time we serve it to Spilly, we'll charge you because they're greedy. I, I get yes. that. I'm going... Guys, like, sort yeah. that problem out. Yeah, that's yeah. right.
0: Because, I mean, Sorbet is not getting value for money. No, they're that. wasting money. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah. 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 Um, I think Black Friday has uh, slowed down deliveries on Take
1: A Lot. Yeah, like, and everything, yeah. yeah. Uh, deliveries, like, taking long to arrive. No, yeah, there's another Americanism that's crept into our society yeah. here.
0: No, look, I'm not complaining because, you know, what I like about Take A Lot is that, um, you know, I always had an issue with Kalahari.net in the sense that their prices weren't
1: competitive
0: really you know like for instance like you couldn't really get something a lot cheaper than you could just buy it in the shop yeah um, electronic stuff mainly okay um, whereas like w- now with take a
1: lot it's cheaper
0: uh, well I mean you, they often got specials you often pick up stuff on there for a good price like for instance I bought a, a garment one of those Montana yeah um, outdoor garments for for my bike and I think uh, at Cape Town uh, Union Mart Cape Union Mart yep. it was six thousand seven hundred bucks. I picked it up for three eight
1: yeah, on take a lot. That's a big difference, right? Yeah. So yeah. Th- I mean that's that's a big difference. Because,
0: yeah. um, I mean yes, I understand they've got a warehouse, but they're not sitting in the malls and the, so they don't have those those Overhead. big uh. overheads like those kind of shops. So you would expect that an online store would have stuff at a Marginally better price. Than yeah, I mean, know, I'm not asking for half sure. price, but don't sell it to me for fifty rand yeah. cheaper than charge me fifty mm-hmm. rand delivery, and well, it actually worked out more expensive. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I, if I just get off my butt climb in my car, drive down to the mall,
1: so it's cheaper and it's same day delivery. I think that's like yeah. the win. I mean, the fact is that I've said to someone a few weeks ago on a Sunday, ordered Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon delivery.
0: Yeah, I mean, like that's remarkable, like but Amazon like Prime kind of stuff. Are, so yeah, so
1: and I think that that I Amazon. Mean, we can talk about retail and. The demise of retail and what's going on, and the knock-on effect is a whole big piece there. But I do think that that when Amazon arrive here, um, what's the saying? A rising tide lifts all ships. I think that Amazon's going to lift the entire e-commerce, you know, like play in this country yes. because a lot of people aren't comfortable spending money on Am- or online yet, like they're not sure. Yes. And, and um, and I think what what's interesting and and just an aside, but I think that. The Amazon Play, if you look what they did in South America as, as where, where they entered that market, they, they targeted, let's just call them the, the lower class, okay? And in this country, you think about the township people, right? Think about your domestic, think about those, those kind of people. They weren't trying to sell them garments. They were trying to sell them Omo, okay? And what they did was they went, you're paying 10 bucks for your Omo shop, right? We'll give it to you for 9.50 and we'll deliver it to you, okay? In the sticks, and so, what happens is the the, the risk is quite low because it's a 10 Rand purchase or a 20 Rand. It's like a lowish purchase. And when that person who's never made an online shop before in their life goes, I'll try that, and they have a successful engagement. engagement yeah. Yeah. I'm going, suddenly they're going, oh, this online thing actually works. Suddenly, take a lot and all these things where they wouldn't have initially bought. They're now going to potentially try that. So I think what's going to happen is that they're going to penetrate the bottom end of the market. They're going to attack the volume stuff, and they are. Oh, they're going after your green soaps and your white powders and toilet papers and dog food. That's what they—that's where they start. That's their bulk of their sales, mm. and then on top of that, the guys will start adding the tech and all the other toys and bits and pieces. Yeah. But I, I think I think it's going to genuinely hurt some of the retailers in this country. Yeah, yeah
0: sure. And uh, but I mean, just talking about that, uh, interesting. When I went to go pick up that Garmin from. A lot, I, I opted to pick it up from their warehouse in Cape Town because I was fortunately I was down in Cape Town. Um, I was surprised what people were picking up at the warehouse. Yeah. Dog food. Yeah. And um, I think that year the top seller on Takealot nappies. Nappies. And no, nappies is massive. Yeah. yeah. Nappies yeah. is massive. Yeah.
1: So I mean, the other thing as well, we are talking about Amazon. Um, I actually spoke about this in one of the other podcasts I was on, but the the thing which said that. I'm questioning whether it's gonna work in here in this country because of the 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 distance between all the spaces, right? Where in Manhattan and London the density is high, so the distribution closer. But they're running a thing called Amazon second box, prime second box. Okay. And what they're doing is they're going, Oh, you want to buy a Pampers Nappies at hundred bucks, right? And they go, We have Pampers Nappies, but we also have Amazon House branded 80 bucks. And I'm going, No, no, no. I like Pampers, Pampers works for me. And, and think about this for all the day-to-day stuff, toilet papers, your soaps, this, that sort of stuff, right? They will then send you the Pampers at $100. They'll then send you the house brand at $80, which you didn't order, right? They're going to send it to you to a second box, and they're going to say to you, if you don't want it, put it back in the second box. We'll collect it from you. Now, the reality is this. We are lazy people, okay? So I'm going to go, I'll try it. I'll try it. It works. The next time I order nappies, they're going to go. But you ordered yeah. Amazon stuff, not not the brand. And I'm going, go, yeah, okay. And they're just going to completely destroy yeah. all these brands. Uh, um, yeah. And and the knock-on effect of that is massive because you and I want to shop for cool stuff. Okay, we like we talk about going helmet shopping. Mm. I can spend days looking for bike stuff, and I want to walk in and I want to touch and feel and experiment. I don't want to stand in queues for toilet paper dog food or green yeah, soap yeah. so that stuff I think there's going to be there's going to be a world of pain yeah they're just yeah. going to swap it out for cheaper
0: and what do you what do you think about where a guy goes into the helmet mm. and then goes and orders it so online
1: I'm that guy mm. I'm that guy um, and, and I'm doing it I'm doing it now right I'm looking for a new, a new jacket yeah I've seen the jacket I like I want to try the size I'm going to Europe next, next year okay it's four and a half grand cheaper there um like it's a it's a a meaningful enough amount cheaper for me to go. Just I'll wait, wait two months, but I, I also I'm actually ordering it online while I'm there to be delivered to my hotel room. Yes. so I'm going to order online, get it shipped there, but I, n- I now know my size. So the pricing is actually the problem, not so much the shopping. If they were competitive versus online or internationally, I would have bought it by now. Yeah, but it's and I get the fact that it's import duties and and end. But but,
0: um, but there's something there's something not right there because. Uh, I'm questioning whether the guys here are I don't want, I'm very careful to say greedy mm. but I mean I've just had a couple of experiences where uh, I know what the price is overseas I know more or less how much it's going to cost to ship it I know more or less what the import duties are going to be and the guys are still putting massive um, markups on it. Bearing in mind... Are these retailers the p- or these yeah, online... No, 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 no. Re- retailers. <laughs> yeah. Bearing in mind that the price that I'm using yeah. is the price that I pay retail price, not the dealer yeah. distributes the price, price. That they're sure. paying when they're ordering it. Yeah, they're ordering volume. And I'll tell you, I had a I'll And the prime example for this is uh, Bose, these headphones yeah. that yeah. I've got here. Yeah. This wire here, this cable here. Yeah. Happens to not be v- very robust. And if you don't look after it, after a while, there's a loose connection there, whatever. So I went to the shop here uh, locally, and I said, could I have a replacement for this, and they said seven hundred and
1: fifty bucks.
0: Okay, bearing in mind that one is the one with the built-in microphone and all that, so yeah. I understand that. Yeah, but still, but the one in the US, that one that they wanted to sell me yeah. for seven hundred and fifty bucks, yeah. fifteen ninety-nine dollars, US
1: dollars. Yeah,
0: okay. How do you get
1: to seven hundred bucks? Yeah. yeah, I mean, import really? duties might, you, be 30, you, might be thirty, there might be percent import duties. Even then, it's that's um, what I'm saying. Is how but, do you get to seven hundred and fifty bucks? But my concern is probably more around the fact that if I go to Bose, the one in it's Rosebank, right? Rosebank. Yeah. I mean, their rental is stupid, right? Yes, and they're basically paying the landlord, so they have to mark up. Yeah, like, I don't believe those businesses are actually uh-huh. making huge money. To be honest. So they're making massive markups, yeah. but by the time they pay their staff and the rent and and we aren't making much cash. Mm-hmm. So, shit business model. This is the problem, right? Is that they they're working for the landlord, yeah. Um, and that's why I think online is going to kill it because the warehouse costs are fractional. Yes, uh, um, all the distribution costs are fairly similar. Um, so I, I do believe that over time this online thing is going to become much much bigger, much more prevalent, um, and I just think we need to see traction. Yeah, um, and the weird thing is that I say this and I'm going, it makes complete sense, and yet I still got to pick and pay by dog food. Yes. Like, why am I ordering <laughs> online? Like, why? Like, exactly. And it's just, I think it's just <clears throat> possibly because of the last minute shopping mentality is that I don't go, okay, let's buy dog food for the month. It's like we're out. Okay, I'll stop on my oh, way home. Got, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I think that's yeah. the problem. It's a planning yeah. thing more than anything else.
0: But uh, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I buy quite a lot of stuff online. I would say a majority of my stuff that i i buy i buy online okay except for this equipment i bought support my local thing yeah but um yeah so if i want a gadget power bank cable cell phone accessory gopro accessory whatever i'm not going to the mall Mm. to buy it i just go buy it online absolutely take a lot Yeah, yeah easy gets and i mean I don't know if you know. Well, I'm sure you know this, but all of a sudden now they've got all these little distribution centers. No, yeah. yeah, you can pick it up from. Yeah, you can pick it up from. You don't even have to pay. No. You don't even have to pay. No, but delivery. So, so it's amazing.
1: So, I mean, I, I, we haven't talked about what I do for a living or what my my interest is. We'll come yeah. to that. right? I'm guessing yeah. it's part of your, your non, non-existent <laughs> questionnaire. But, but yeah. w- w- I'm I spend a lot of time following these these kind of big trends around, like the big four in in, in the states and Amazon in particular, and. So Amazon took off, destroyed everything in terms of online. Like literally just if you were in their path, they just destroyed you. But Walmart, which is a monster organization, have done something quite remarkably different. They've done the drive-through pickup. Okay. Order online, pick up on the way home. And that has become a huge success internationally, right? So it's it's this weird blendy thing where Mm. you still you may not even get out of your car and walk into the store, but you walk in and go, parcel number here. over yeah. the counter and you walk out, right? Like it's it's fairly frictionless. Um, but that costs less for Walmart because I'm not paying the delivery cost. Now, the reality is that your 50 bucks, as an example, delivery cost, it won't cost you 50 bucks to go to the mall. It costs you yeah. less. So if you are price sensitive and you are buying dog food, then that actually makes a lot, a lot of sense Yeah, because you're still just stopping, but it's literally drive through drive or through, park, yeah. pick up and get back in your car. Yeah. So time-wise, cheaper, money-wise, cheaper this country pay for some parking potentially but i think that's going to be the, the what's going to happen in this country mostly because the last i call it the last mile internationally here is very expensive because yes. of the, the gaps between retail and home isn't always a couple hundred meters yes. sometimes it's a couple of k's yeah so i, I do think that, that that pickup thing is going to be a, a big thing here i've seen macro testing it with all the the garages yeah here, order online um, pickup yeah um i mean the single biggest purchase i made interesting enough was a uh, tumble dryer through macro with my e bucks mm. delivered to my house. Yeah. And that was an amazing experience. It's like I just bought like a proper appliance. Mm. Um, and not even a small proper, like a real big, you know, white box appliance. Yeah. Delivered to my house. Mm. Basically just went online, looked at it, did two or three quick reviews online to see if this is a, looks like a decent brand. I know the brand is a good one. Yeah, cool, And made a purchase. Yeah. To the point where I don't really care about, you know, it's a good brand. It's got a couple of good reviews on on Amazon, whatever it is. I'm going. Okay, I'm buying it. I don't need to go and, like look and feel at this white box. Mm-hmm. Where in the past, I think that I think about my my mother like, one generation ago to go buy a fridge, was a thing. You had yeah, to go exactly. in, open the fridge door, feel. I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. Does it fit the dimensions? Order it. Like, yeah. I, like I don't care anymore. Yeah, exactly. Um, enough. I don't care. Because well, I mean, interesting enough, I also
0: bought my washing machine from yeah. Macro yeah. online. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. You know, delivered to my house, kind of thing yeah that's interesting just um, dialing back quickly to yep. the um, talking about social media and um, serv- uh, serving you up advertising mm. so I mean we had this joke at the office at lunchtime we are always talking about crap um, you know, we were just talking about I uh, had this joke about Google listening to you because how it came up was you know when Samsung came out to their Bixby and everything and you're trying your Bixby, it doesn't understand my accent it's, getting the words wrong all the time and my buddy made a comment oh but google is so good you know like how did they get it right in bigsby can't i said well that's because they're listening to you all the time and it was a bit of a joke you know tongue in cheek but i mean i did you know it had dawned on me like if i say
1: hello
0: doris yeah yeah, well don't do it now (laughs) it's gonna it's gonna say hello um it's you know and then um uh, I'm educating my kids about social media and and I made a joke with them about Google listening to them and then one day my daughter said to me dad there's something weird happening here and I was talking to so and so and then all of a sudden the ads started popping up on my phone mm. so I said well I know that if you search something on Google wherever you go to some other websites they start giving you yep. that okay that's known not a problem i that i c- I can make that link with. Yep. So, but now I'm thinking now you see so I'm now I'm aware now. And then the one day something happened I was like,, oh, did I search for that on Google? I can't remember. Mm. one day I'm having lunch with a friend of mine. Phone's on the table. Yeah, I'm not into mountain biking. yeah I'm into motorcycles. yeah. but anyway, she's telling me a story. She used to do downhill mountain bike racing and all that kind of stuff and we're talking about mountain bikes and whatever. That night, four or five hours later, mm. Go on Instagram. Mm. Yeah, one advert. Yeah, two adverts. Three adverts. Are you four friends? Adverts.
1: Are you friends with her on Facebook? Uh, at that time, I was yes. So so uh, th- there's definitely a correlation, and there's multiple pieces here, right? So the first thing is WhatsApp to Facebook. Mm. If you put in mountain biking in a WhatsApp yeah. conversation, absolutely right. Yes. If you, are, if, if you and I are WhatsApping each other and we're not Facebook friends, tonight, friend request, uh, suggestion. Yes. You know, yeah, yeah. Easy to understand, right? Yeah. But I think there's a proximity thing as well. So they're going, okay, we can clearly see the two of you are sitting in the same environment. Yeah. We've matched the fact that you are Facebook friends and she is following mountain bikes. Good chance you're yeah. a mountain biker too. And And, okay, I, and, fair I, enough. and I think they're starting to, to go like that one step beyond, right? Yeah. They're going, well, if you are mutual friends and you are together, what is her and and I am curious to know whether she was being served motorbike ads because there's a good chance they got well, She's oh, hang a, on. she's also a okay, so, so it's a bit of a I'll problem. Yeah, okay. But my point being is, <clears throat> I reckon that they're actually now developing this to be more than one step away. It's not okay. just what are you interested in. Mm. I really do believe that, and I don't not think they're listening. I think they yeah. probably are. Yeah. Um, and, and the reality is that if if you do say you know okay Google it will come up. Yeah, I'm okay, going. That thing's listening all the time. It's not yeah. like Waiting for you to exactly. give us the command, right? Yeah. Um, but the thing around this is that when we talk about the, the listening thing, you've got to bear in mind that there are billions of people talking, and it, if they are listening, there's not somebody sitting in you know Seattle going, "What is this guy actually saying?" Okay, hmm. no one. Like,
0: the volumes yeah. are too big, right? I mean, yeah. you're, you're
1: in data, you understand. Yeah. They cannot human track the stuff. But the algorithm Trends, internally yeah. is going. Yeah. This guy is speaking about, therefore we'll serve him these ads. Okay, or yeah. he's in this area, we'll serve him that ad. So it is happening. Mm. They do have the data, and then the, obviously the concern is around like the the um, the security branches and the arms. If if they want access to the data, yes, that all exists. Yeah, and my gut says your conversations exist, your whereabouts exist. Like so, if they want to then <coughs> extract this information, they've got everything. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, you know,
0: well, I mean the whole. Uh, I mean, going back many years, when they first installed the cell phone networks, yeah, I, I've, I read it in that was the President's Keepers mm. that they had created a s- second network, which was for the NSA, yeah. or the National yeah. Security, yeah. Agent, or whatever they called themselves, yeah. yeah. yeah doing the American thing there but yeah so they've since from day one they've had all your text messages and whatever they were recording at the time so it's no no surprise I mean I got a fright when I watched that Snowden movie oh yeah about you know what they were accessing and what they could do and the fact that the Americans had malware in the Japanese power grid system and they could have turned off Japan at any time that they wanted to I mean like
1: mind you know no listen uh, and and i think that that there's no getting away from it because i mean my life so i'm on iphone but my life actually sits in google my photos my email my calendar my like the vast majority right so between google and facebook like and my credit card right Mm. between those things these guys know everything yeah they can they can track my life as to where i was what i did who i was with what money i spent what are my patterns Uh, What are my porn patterns? Like, they they can tell you everything, right? Yeah, exactly, Um, yeah. So, so, and I think we just, it's a trade-off. Yeah. We're going, like, well, the benefit we get from these free services versus the risk, and I'm not that interesting, right? So, the fact is that, like, you're going NSA, 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 and I'm going, put that online, and someone's picking up, okay, there's, you know, and put the word... NSA keywords, and bomb and, you know, yeah. Iraqi together. And someone's going to go, hang on, hang on, there's a, there's a key, there's a key. code, right? Yeah, there's a code, yeah. But I'm not the interesting So the fact that they know data about me, at the worst case, they're going to serve me better ads. Like, I actually yeah. think that's what this comes down to. Yeah, sure. Um, if I had something to hide I'd be super paranoid.
0: Yeah. So, but I think I think it's when, when your information's online and whoever is holding that information, and se- you spoke about credit card. Yeah. Um and even let's say your passwords mm. that you're using on different websites because people what is that is, uh yeah people people <laughs> weird yeah. see they after us, they're yeah. coming for us. Um <laughs> I've lost my train of thought. So well no, no, no people like people, have people have have are using the same using the same passwords, yeah. username and passwords on all these various websites. Yeah. One gets compromised. Yeah. These guys now know or oh, they well, they've got potentially they can now go to other websites and try your credentials on there and you happen to have used so i think there there's a bit of a danger that people sometimes don't think about like for instance um let's say like linkedin got 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 hacked breached a lot of there were a lot of reports of um guys having have used it especially when it came to businesses because linkedin is a Business business oriented, the guys were using their company logons and passwords, and the guys were then reusing that in other places. So, anyway, I think that's that could be the danger. It's interesting,
1: I mean. I've got clients that do sort of the, the, they're in the spam market, right? They, they spam you SMS, spam you email, that kind of. They those you kind would of like sell
0: databases of numbers? So, or no, they or they they, they, they send information. Them. They're
1: buying them, right? Yeah,
0: they're buying. But them. But what's
1: amazing go. to me is the the ease of access to those things. So yes. you can get onto any one of these platform these these online platforms, find list builders, and go. I'm looking for the top fifty CEOs of the JSE. Yes. And for fifty dollars, mm. you've got their list. It's like. They're scraping the internet somewhere right like this yep. stuff exists and, and they're doing it but there's nothing really secret anymore if mm. you live online if you're online, it's you difficult yeah. to, to remain offline yeah um, and you're being sucked into it because online shopping is going to demand that you have certain details online your bank demands that you now have certain details online the fact that we use our phones to do banking like all that ex- we have to like yeah we don't have, we don't have the option anymore and also we don't want to go to like walk into the branch t- to do a deposit mm. like those days are gone right yeah so we're opting into all these things all the time
0: yeah, for convenience sure. I mean it's it's a lot of these things are, are yeah. driven by uh, so much easier just to you know pull out the map versus Google Maps
1: oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
0: um so we're, like what are your thoughts on on um, let's say like a platform like discovery has mm. where uh, they've got these all these um, products that essentially they can all bring it together so if you hooked in with discovery you virgin you okay medical hmm. virgin active you're doing the buying at pick and pay and whatever to get the healthy foods thing you've got life insurance with them you've got your short-term insurance with them yep. your house and car and now you've just just joined up with discovery bank
1: what is my concerns around them? Or oh, well, thoughts? I mean, you're like,
0: uh, I mean, people. I mean, do people just, uh, uh, okay, here's the question. Yeah. So uh, the responsibility, uh, responsible use of that data by the, the, a mm. company like that mm. on a platform like that. Um, because, I mean, Google's there as well. Yeah. I mean, Discovery's just an example that a lot of people in South Africa are using. Because like, if you think about it, I've got, I know how often you went to gym. Yep. Yeah. I know what you're eating. Yep. Um, I'm no, you're full insuring you. I'm uh, yeah, uh, full medical because yeah, uh, yep. uh, and uh, you you've also got life insurance with me. Okay, so how about now? I um, load your insurance premium because you're well, not living very well. So. so and look i'm not i'm not calling you know i don't want to call out but i'm just saying are we thinking about this so
1: i think i think the first thing is is that one of the smartest businesses on the planet discovery yes they have they have figured out this loyalty thing bar none they've also worked out the fact that you do have to have these things in this country medical aid insurance right and if you do bundle it together and i'm not everything on i'm on discovery certain things but if you bundle them all together overall it should be cheaper Okay, like this is what they, say, they sell you, and I think there's a lot of benefits to doing that thing. Um, the next step of this is that yes, they're asking you to do your annual health check. Not a bad thing to do anyway. right? like just let's check our blood sugars and our cholesterol. That's not a bad thing to do anyway. But the, they want this because they want to track that you are healthy and insurable and and and, and they can do what they want with that information in terms of your premium. But the reality for me is that, is that they are they are. Not leveling out the playing field, they're actually making it uneven, which is not a bad thing, right? Because I'm not knocking obese people, right? But up to five years ago, obese person and me who runs five Ks on a regular basis pay the same premium based on our age. White mm. male, duh, duh, duh. And I'm going, hang on. So he's a meat eating, smoking alcoholic. Yeah. I'm a vegetarian that runs five Ks. Why are we paying the same premium? And I'm not saying that that. On average, the risks are higher in his life than mine. Okay, yeah. so I quite like the fact that potentially they're going to penalise him. Like I, I actually mm. think that's fair enough. Like why yeah. should I be penalised for his bad habits? Okay. Yeah. Um. But in the same vein, he's going, and if I was him, I'd be like, well, why should you need to know about this? Like this is your business. You should. T- there's a risk. This is what you do. So yeah. there is those concerns. And then the worst case is that they go, this guy's actually a risk. Let's kick him off. Or jack up his premium so high that he goes somewhere else. Okay. And now they're just looking at it from a commercial perspective, okay? So that you're uninsurable potentially. Um, But in the same with driving, like these little apps, they're tracking, are you braking hard? Are you speeding? Are you, like, what are you doing? And eventually all these things, all these things are going to be interlinked, right? (coughs) Like auto in terms of your, how many fines are you getting? At some point discovery going to go, hey guys, you share that information with us. We can look at our, our insurance premium for this guy who's driving badly. We're going to jack up his fees and we'll kick back some money. We'll pay you a fee to access that information, right? Mm. Why wouldn't they? Yeah. It's like it's a no-brainer for yeah. them. So my yeah. point being is that over time, I think this ecosystem of information, a couple of these gatekeepers are going to start owning the stuff, right? So I think discovery in this country is going to be one of them. Mm. The Amazon's you know, shopping habits <laughs> are another. Um, the Facebook's in terms of where we are and what we're doing and Google are another. And there's going to be a handful of these kind of people floating around who are going to, know a hell of a lot about us you opt in yeah that that do you agree to terms and conditions and you tick the box with well like you the do question
0: is the question is
1: are you reading the terms no, so and no conditions did. okay and, so and,
0: and i think that's where so for me the you know i understand like you were saying yeah. you know that guy's a high risk so he should be paying more mm. totally accept that yeah how they got to that okay they're using data that okay yeah and you say yes, we opted in. Yeah. Okay, but it's about people being aware
1: what they're opting into. So that's that's where I have a problem. We give complete freedom. Yeah, like we do. And and yeah. and this is the, this is the trick, right? Is that, and we have a little opt-in box. Do we agree terms and services mm-hmm. on every single thing we download? And you yep. just click yes and move on, right? And it's because the upside for us at this point is still more than the downside. <laughs> yeah. The fact that we have Google Maps for free on our phone. Is probably one of the most remarkable things. And Google Maps now with Street View, it's like you think about that twenty years ago. You tell that to your grandparents, they'll be like, "What? What are you? What are you even like? What are you yeah. even talking about?" Okay. Yes. So until such time where we start going, hang on, the balance is now out of kilter. We're not getting enough value for that risk. Hmm. I think we're very far away from that. Yeah. Okay, there's definitely an awareness, right? There's the there's this tech backlash thing that's happening. Absolutely, You guys are going, hang on, hang on, hang on, like let's push back a bit. But nowhere near enough that we're going, I can live without Google Maps and Gmail and Instagram and Facebook. Like, I just can't because my life is part of, we're not, it's part of who we are. Um, and, and the weird thing is that even though I've dipped in and out of my love for Facebook as an example, okay, yeah. I've been on it now for, I don't know, 12 years maybe, I don't know how long it's been. But now you get in the daily, this is your picture from 11 years ago. I love that. Absolutely. So, so now I'm going. Oh, except for when it's a picture
0: of me and my ex-girlfriend.
1: Yes, and other guys who's go It's the picture of the ex-wife who's passed oh, well. away, or like, like, like it can get completely yeah. awkward, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Um But but the point thing is that is that it's telling me keep posting because in ten years from now I'll look back at this and go, yeah. "That's amazing." So it's super sticky.
0: Yeah. Um, so I mean, just on that point, yeah. um, and I'm just going to take a bit of a uh, diversion here. Just talking about that um, persistence of that information, Mm. is that one of the one of the things I realised when I was, I'm doing this podcast thing and also, posting on social media and all that is that, it's like you're leaving a legacy behind, Mm. that you know I was thinking of it the other day, like people are sentimental about uh, stuff that your grandmother had when you were growing up, and but that's starting to fade away. Everyone's starting to go the minimalism thing, you know, getting rid of. All the material stuff mm. and whatever, and now we living online and all that kind of thing. And I was actually it actually made me realize that in fifty or sixty or seventy years' time, theoretically this podcast is still gonna be available. Yeah. Right. My daughters could be saying to their kids, Hey, like, you know, here's your grandfather. Mm. And they could be get to know who i w- I was yep. instead of looking at a black and white photo from 1940 whatever Absolutely. so uh, it's just like you know these things like when you start to them you don't actually
1: realize it building up a massive yeah, yeah so 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 it's interesting for me so the first thing is is that i have friends and clients who are going we don't post pictures of our kids firstly for, for privacy and protection yep. but secondly they may grow up and go what gave you the right to post pictures of me online okay <laughs> and that's an argument that I, my daughter's way too young to that argument yeah. that could be a real thing she may yes. go like i didn't l- actually don't appreciate the fact that you were yeah. posting shit of me online yeah. to random strangers right yeah. so like but it also works in the reverse eh <laughs> the yeah. kids posting
0: photos my yeah. my daughter will take take a video of me and put it on her instagram
1: story so so th- so it's a real conversation that needs to be had okay yeah. um and She has rights. Even as a three-year-old, she actually has rights. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm like, "Mm, are we breaking her rights? But then the other thing as well, so like, I look at my Instagram, which I love. I love Instagram. I've done four and a half thousand posts. At one point, I was posting like a lunatic, right? Mm -hmm. So now stories, it's disposable. It's still there, but it's disposable, right? But I still post once a week to my actual Instagram feed. Now, the thing I want to ask you is this, is that if your mother today said, oh, here is 10,000 photos... Over a 20-year period, are you actually going to take the time to flip through those things? Like, I actually wonder whether this idea of them actually looking at it. So, so like, my mother's got a, 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 a casket full of old photos. Yeah. And, yes, there's some nice photos there. But, like, God forbid, you know, when one yeah. day when she passes away, I'm going to inherit this box of photos. Mm. Okay. Uh, one thing's going to happen. Are they going to digitize them? Like find someone that can go scan these things and just post them to the to the net that I can hold them somewhere. Yeah, well, I'm going to spend one nice afternoon flipping through a whole bunch, take out four or five that I really like, mm. and probably turf the rest away. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I'm not schlepping these things with me. Yes. But that mentality, whether it's physical, whether it's online, I should think it's the same thing. Same thing. Like yeah. It's too Definitely. much. It's just yeah. too much. So, so I th- mean, I and I mean
0: that's also the the. Th- the the like cycle I found myself in is, that you're taking lots of photos. You're like, oh Alex, you know, you don't delete them. Yeah. You took five photos of the same thing. Yeah. You don't take the time to do. And now, like two years down the line, you've got it.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: At least now I've got to go through this shit. No,
1: you don't. Yeah. So all all I'm yeah. doing now is I'm buying a little bit more storage every year, just because like exactly. I need another couple of gigs, right? And mm. not a problem, but. There's this there's this thing around which I've seen a couple of times when someone finds out that they're terminal, okay, yeah. we're gonna die, and they have young kids. All of a sudden, YouTube, right? We're gonna go shoot a whole bunch of videos because one day this person will then, yeah, I want to talk, I want to give them life lessons, whatever yeah. this is, right? Yeah, and I'm going, why are we waiting until we're terminal? Yeah. Okay? So instead of going, because Instagram, I think in 20 years it's not going to be a thing. Yeah, Facebook may or may not be around. Like by the time my daughters enough to go, or my daughters' kids are to go, like who was my grandfather? That shit's like it's just it's a volume. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm going, what are the 20 videos that you want to shoot for your kid? Okay. Shoot them now. Yeah. Okay. Put them on YouTube. They will always be available somewhere, right? But actually going, if something ever happens to me and you want to talk about to your grandkids, here's an hour. That's all you need. This is yeah. what you need to know. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you want to spend the time and do the other shit, great. But I actually think that there's like these are the this is who I am. These are the lessons I want to impart on you. Um, this is my life, this is my parents, this is my experiences, Like well, these are my things. Mm. Here's a nice little snapshot of my life. Pass it down generation to generation. It's a little box, okay? Yeah, sure. Um, versus this, go trawl through stuff and see if you can find stuff on like, like yeah. thousands of photos and a whole bunch of random shit. So I'm kind of going like, there should almost be a movement. It's probably an app. It probably is, right? Yeah. Some kind of like legacy leaving app. Mm. Um, but I think that's actually a better way of doing it to go yeah, sure. with intention mm what are the things that i actually want to leave behind for my kids
0: yeah but also the thing is uh, technology is improving i mean i can go if i'm looking for a photo now mm. i've got thousands of photos three thousand photos on my phone as an example mm. or on my one drive yeah and i'm looking for one photo guitar yeah Motorcycle,
1: yeah. Ding. Or, or area, or, or date, yeah, or and then all of a sudden, ah, there you go. Yeah. There. No, so the uh,
0: image recognition thing amazing. is will 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 help a little bit. Hopefully, it'll help me clean up all my photos. Yeah. In other words, like so, so there'll be an algorithm that says, okay, it's going to go and analyze each photograph, and out of the five photographs Quality. that I took, yeah. it's going to take, okay, this one was the one that was in focus the best, yeah. best composition.
1: Okay, cool. And um, possibly, out of those five photos. This is the one he shared to Instagram. Yes. This is the one he liked. Right. Delete the other four, okay? Yeah. But it's, it's already happening. I mean, so, so, so <laughs> I'm uploading to, to Google Photos, right? Yes. And I get the Google Assistant. Yes. And it's going, here's a bunch of shit you want to archive with <coughs> these. And they're actually, weirdly enough, the right stuff. Yeah. It's screen grabs of shit that I was WhatsApping people. It's like, it's it's the disposable shit that I just didn't bother cleaning up. Mm. And it's now saying, do you want these? And nine times it's like, no, delete. Zing. And and go I'm on. cleaning it up. There you go. But uh, but also at the point, I'm going like, <coughs> I actually don't care anymore mm. because storage used to be a problem. It's now becoming so cheap mm. that I'm going. If it sits in the cloud, it sits in the cloud. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Like it's like yeah. it's just what's the difference? Mm. It's, it's a couple of ones and zeros sitting. That's not in my life. It doesn't disturb me on a day to day basis. Yeah. So I think that's what's going to happen. I think that. Uh, and then going back to leaving legacy for your kids. Google, Google, and Apple, and all these guys—I'm sure—have the same thing. It's like they have these um, your month in review, a little video. Yeah. Okay. Put some music on, a couple of snapshots, make it look like a cool video. I'm like that's actually what I want. Like yeah. that's the shit that I want to leave behind. So, yeah. like, here's a video for every month of my life. Like, brilliant. Mm. Um, yeah. So, like, actually, I think it's gonna be—it's gonna get to that. Yeah. So, I mean, have you got a GoPro? I have used. To, well, I do. I haven't used it for a long time. Okay.
0: So, so I mean, GoPro is also. um the guy that uh, started GoPro, the one thing that he said was their next advancement, big yeah. advancement would be streamlining the editing process of videos. Because, I mean, you're taking a lot... I mean, I've Shoot. got it. I've yeah. got yeah. gigs yeah. Of, of footage. Nothingness. Of yeah. nothingness. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, they've got that quick app. And what it does is like, it, you'll... Uh, I haven't used it a lot, but yeah. I've used it a bit, and I've seen how it works. And what it'll... If you choose a particular type of music yep. and then on the beats and all that kind of stuff, it then sections... Pieces. Pieces together. And like mm-hmm. okay, I did the DGR really the works. one year. yeah, Ding, ding, ding. It gave me... T-
1: ah, that'll Done. work. Yeah. Takes you five well, minutes. So I, That's actually the reason I stopped using it. Okay, so, what, so the DGR? No. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, I, so <coughs> a, a bunch of us go snowboarding every year. Generally, okay. generally a boys holiday. And few years ago, I was given the Hero 2, a uh, birthday present. A yeah. bunch of friends clumped together and said, right, here's a toy. Just before the Snowball I was like, this is the best thing. On the helmet, like... And then I got home and I had gigs of, like, nothingness, okay? And I realized, like... So, shot... I did it once. Produced a six-minute video that no one actually ever watched, right? Mm. Um, and then the next year, I took it with me and I was like... Actually, i like, no, I can't... I, it's too much effort, right? Mm. Like I need to figure out a way of, of like clean it up to make it super simple and f- automating. And 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 I agree is, is that if I shot the whole day and I got back to my room at night and it said, Right, here's the the two minute highlights of shit that looked like there was action, and here's a layer of music. I, I go, like I got actually I'm good enough for that. Yeah, like do that for me yeah. and I'm in. Um, but it's this volume of information that it gives is just like yeah, in high quality and, and you need the space like <laughs> just you know shooting I mean shoot the highest you d- HD you can you know?
0: yeah because it's funny you talk about that the first trip I did with my GoPro I did a trip down to Cape Town I did like a 5,000k a trip mm. I went down to Cape Town visited my folks took a couple of days to get down there a couple of days to get back but I had my GoPro and I took lots of footage and I was smart I had my um, my remote and no, when I see a section of road yeah. then I bing, okay and then I take like almost editing while yeah along, I, way, yeah. yeah along the way. I'm gonna make this beautiful video, whatever. And uh that was twenty thirteen, it's now twenty nine. I still haven't finished still the video. Somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Still, yeah. I started and two days later I was like uh like then like what, Well look, I mean the one you minutes. the one you
1: so there are a couple of us <clears throat> that go away over you, I um, and it varies from like two to like twenty people. But the one you reached the guys because a whole bunch of us had like GoPro stuff and like, you know, everyone's got their own toys. And we're like, we should just put in a grand. And when we get back, let's go find an editor and go, right, here's 20 hours of video. Go make mm. one six minute fo- that we can all use. Yeah. And actually just pay someone yeah. to produce the video. Yeah. Because at least we we'll would get it and get yeah. it done professionally versus none of us are actually doing anything with this, all this footage. Mm. Um, so I think like, that's like. The actually the right way to use the go no, stuff. stuff no, absolutely
0: <laughs> yeah. just get it done properly yeah because i mean like with uh, websites like fiverr and those kind of things cheap. you can find these people Yeah, cheap cheap they do it at a de- you know i mean it still costs you money but i mean reasonable. they can do it at reasonable mm. yeah and i mean that kind of thing um becomes beneficial when you're doing something like a podcast like yeah. this is that you want to streamline the process so like when i was doing the lav mic thing and when i first started out it was taking a lot of time to edit yeah now, okay, obviously with the desk and all that, I can actually do a podcast from beginning to end. And if I'm good at all the stuff, then I don't actually have to edit anything. But in terms of growing the podcast, in the beginning, it takes a lot of your time. And as you get better, as you streamline stuff, yeah. you got more time to do other stuff. Well, do the podcast more often, maybe engage with more people, maybe start another podcast, and that's how you can grow it. If you don't get your, your, your you know, the, the, the workflow right. Yeah. And one of the videos I was watching on the guy's, you know, giving you tips on how to grow your podcast. One of the things is use an online service to do your editing. Mm.
1: Yeah. So the interesting thing about it is that is that I can't remember one of the famous politicians who said, um, I can write you a long letter very easily. Very difficult for me to write you a short Shortly letter. Later. Yeah, I've context, heard that right? before. Yeah, uh, and it's true. It's like it's like mm. condensing stuff is very difficult. Mm. Um, and, and the reality is, like this conversation, amazing. It flows. It's easy. It's easy. Um, but it, let's say this is an hour and a half, right? Mm. Can you make this twenty minutes? Okay. Can you take this, chop it on twenty minutes? Because if you can, and you can literally go, that was good. That was good. That was yeah. good. Right? Yeah. Then you've got an amazing podcast. Like like it's just you know. Bomb off the bomb off the bomb, which yeah. is what you want, um, versus the, the long stretch out. Now I get the fact that s- certain guys want short podcasts, some guys want long format, and that's up to you. Yeah, but it's interesting is that that editing process, the great editors, it's all about what you take away. Like, yeah. how much can you take away and leave the story? Like that's yeah, so without w- without changing the story. Without, yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, leave absolutely. the story and leave the absolute essence. Yeah, so editing I- is a, is a real skill. Like it takes yeah. a long time to actually go. I'm ruthless enough to cut that piece away because it's not that relevant. Like yeah. it was cute, but like chop it, mm. um, and then condense it down to like a, a meaningful piece of content.
0: Yeah, tough, tough, and it yeah. takes years to be that ruthless. Yeah, and also, but there's also a danger is that someone can change the narrative as well.
1: Sure. Yeah, yeah. and and sometimes that's actually yeah. that's actually okay. i mean, as long as you're not literally replacing yeah. sections and and you know. But but I think that, that keeping the flow correct and keeping that story correct I think is important. Mm. Um but the guys that really know what they're doing from a video sound, like all these guys, good editors, it's all about cutting away. Like how yeah. can you cut away smartly? Eh? Yeah. Tough. Tough um, yeah. tough. And sometimes more is not more, right? Like Miss mm. Fundaro, less is more. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now
0: you're holding me accountable now. No, no. To, so to the length this, of the podcast. This has got
1: to be a ten minute podcast. i mean, no rush. I'm, uh, I'm I'm saying is is that is that like I challenge you to get this down to ten minutes. Okay.
0: Yeah. Well. Um, no I like I like the long form. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get out of jail, right? Yeah. Okay. But I mean, look. I mean, it's uh, and this is the thing is I like the 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 conversation flowing. So all. that was the bonus content. Shortly after this, we swapped over to the main conversation in other words the conversation that i invited Spilly to come and have so i hope you've uh, listened to the main episode and that you've uh, listened to this entire bonus section and that you enjoyed both um of course please drop me an DM and tell me tell me what you thought and that my friends is the end and i'll catch you next time